0: Welcome to the AZPM News Daily from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. As you might be able to tell, this podcast is a bit of a work in progress. Things might change from day to day, like the title or the host. Nevertheless, this podcast will always be a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media. And starting things off on this Wednesday, Governor Katie Hobbs has announced new members for a board that aids redevelopment in downtown and central Tucson, replacing four
1: current members in the process. Zach Ziegler reports. Longtime Rio Nuevo District Chair Fletcher McCusker is the only current board member who is on Governor Homs' list of appointees. The Rio Nuevo board has nine members. Five are appointed by the governor's office and two apiece by leaders of the Arizona House and Senate. Positions on the board have no term limits and members serve until removed or reappointed by elected officials. The Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce issued a press release that questioned the move, with CEO Michael Gaiman being quoted with a familiar adage, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Both the governor's office and the chamber touted Rio Nuevo's success in recent decades since the state took control of the special taxation district. I'm Zach Ziegler, AZPM News. The Arizona
0: Court of Appeals has dealt another loss to Cochise County officials who insist that vote-tabulating machines can't be trusted. Cochise officials tried to order a hand count in the 2022 election, but were stopped by the courts. The state appeals court today upheld a lower court's ruling that the county is not allowed to hand audit every ballot in an election unless audits of smaller ballot samples first suggested there was a problem with the machine count. The county tried to argue that the law only sets a minimum number of ballots to be hand-counted in an audit, and counting every ballot is allowed. But attorneys challenging the county's position said that contradicts the law, and both the trial court and appellate court have agreed. Today's ruling might not be the final word, though, since the county can still appeal to the state Supreme Court. The Tucson mayor and council have approved a new water security plan. The city says it will secure Tucson's water supply for nearly 80 years. Hannah Cree reports.
2: Tucson Water's Natalie DeRook says the community input for the One Water 2100 plan is giving the project significant momentum. So what's been wonderful about this particular plan is the level of community involvement. And so we're happy to have the community support. The city council approved the plan in a 6-1 to one vote on Tuesday. In the midst of growing concern over Arizona's water security, the plan used community input to develop strategies that hope to conserve Tucson's four main sources of water—groundwater, surface water, stormwater, and recycled water—until the year 2100. The plan has been in development since 2019. City officials said the project will move into the implementation phase next year. I'm Hannah Curry, AZPM News. The
0: city has bought a plot of land to build affordable housing. Officials say development on the vacant corner of Speedway and Stone is part of the mayor and council's housing affordability strategy. Federal funding came from the American Rescue Plan Act. A separate $50 million grant from housing and urban development will also go toward developing the area. The founder of an iconic Arizona bicycle race died Tuesday morning while cycling on one of Tucson's busiest streets. 78-year-old John Timbers was struck by a hit-and-run driver on Grant Road near Craycroft around 5 a.m. yesterday. In 1979, Timbers founded La Vuelta de Bisbee. The bicycle race is conducted over four stages in three days. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, a Phoenix Republican, has announced she will not run for re-election next year. She says she wants to spend more time with her family, including her elderly mother and five grandchildren. Duncan Moon reports.
3: Lesko first entered the U.S. House of Representatives in May 2018 after winning a special election. She has been reelected twice since. She is a member of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce and the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. Prior to her election to the House of Representatives, Lesko served in the Arizona Legislature for nine years, the last three in the Arizona Senate where she chaired the Senate Appropriations Committee. I'm Duncan Moon, AZPM News.
0: Border officials seized more than 100 pounds of a federally protected endangered fish being smuggled across the border from Mexico. It's the second largest seizure of its kind in Arizona. Danielle Camara reports.
2: Customs officers at the Port of San Luis recently seized the 91 swim bladders, which are likely from the endangered totoaba, endemic to the Gulf of California and Mexico. The bladders have an estimated value of $900,000 to $1.3 million. There was an even larger seizure of the endangered fish in April, worth an estimated $2.7 million. The bladders are prized in traditional Chinese medicine and are an Asian cultural delicacy. The fish is federally protected in the U.S. and Mexico, and it is illegal to possess, transport, or sell them. I'm Danielle Camara, AZPM News.
0: Pima County is calling on county residents to weigh in with ideas on how to combat climate change. Duncan Moon reports.
3: The Pima County Department of Environmental Quality is in line for millions of dollars from the Biden administration's Inflation Reduction Act. But to be eligible, it must put forward an action plan to the Environmental Protection Agency, and that plan must include public input. PDEQ is asking residents to share how climate change is impacting them individually and how they would like local government to engage with the issue. In addition, it's hoping to learn what steps residents might already be taking and what they could bring to the fight going forward. The survey can be found on the Pima County website, pima.gov slash climate plan. The results will be presented in the spring. I'm Duncan Moon, AZPM News.
0: The Arizona Diamondbacks are headed back to Phoenix after losing the first two games of the National League Championship Series to the Phillies in Philadelphia. The Diamondbacks have been undefeated in the playoffs before heading to Philadelphia, sweeping both the Milwaukee Brewers and Los Angeles Dodgers in their first two series. But now they've lost two straight, including a 10-0 blowout loss last night and will have to play catch-up if they want to win the best of seven series and move on to meet the American League champion in the World Series. The next game is tomorrow night at Chase Field in Phoenix. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. We'll be back tomorrow.